Folks, FYI, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is Global Val here. It is Friday, March 1st, so it is the first Friday of the month, which means that the Common Thread Collective will be happening next week, the second Friday of the month. So that's our new schedule for the Common Thread, second and fourth Fridays of each and every month with Diamond Dave and all of our friends, which means you too. So if you're listening right now, know that it is March 1st, you are listening live, and we are not having an open mic today for ourselves here on the Common Thread Collective, even though we would love to see you soon. Um, But I do want to encourage everybody out there, if you're listening, to come and support the radio station. um, Well, anytime, really. But certainly over the next five days, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival has 50 comics, 26 shows over the course of the next five days. So they're kicking it off tonight right here at the corner 21st in Florida. We hope you'll come out and join all the fun. Uh, Shows are $10 a piece. You can buy pre-sale tickets um, on the website, mutinyradio.fm. Go to the uh, Comedy Fest page and you'll see all the different amazing, uh, hilarious um, showcases that have been set up on various themes. So um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So there's, you can sign up to get a ticket early. Uh, They have Eventbrite set up for every single show that is uh, happening over the next five days. Thank you to Pam Benjamin. She is an amazing uh, badass director here at Mutiny Radio. She, this is her baby, the comedy festival. And it's also our biggest fundraiser throughout the year. So, uh, you know, we're local, community-based, independent, free speech, exist, artist collective existing in the Mission District in 2019. It's a very, very, very special place. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And I've been a part of it for several years now. And so I do want to encourage you to support Mutiny Radio in any way that you can. Come out and what better way to come out and have fun and also, you know, spend your 10 bucks at the door. Or if you happen to be, uh, you know, particularly keen on on your experience here, there's also a donation jar that you could toss a few of your precious bills or coins into and um, just, you know, show us some love because Mutiny Radio really loves you. Um, There are over like 35 different shows here throughout the week on various topics. you know, I, I don't usually do a lot. We don't do comedy on the Common Thread Collective um, because Diamond Dave's one joke about comedy. He's like, I went to an AA meeting and it made me want to drink. I went to a comedy show and it made me want to cry. Um, so <laughs> Common Thread Collective doesn't traditionally host comedians, although we do have a lot of funny moments, um, naturally funny moments. And so it was really cool today to do a special women's magazine with a visiting comedian, Bernice Ye, who came down from the Seattle Washington area. She's originally from China. She's become a citizen of the United States and has found her voice in English and in comedy and in addressing gender equality. Um, She works and writes for this group called The Syndrome Magazine, uh, uh, thesyndromemag.com, which is an international phenomenon. Who knew? Um, So check that out. Um, they, uh, They write articles and try to like cut through some of those serious uh, topics with humor and 
you can also hire them to make up a comedic skit for your company uh, for you know sexual harassment training and gender inequality issues and things like that. So uh, Bernicier was a really fun, funny, and inspiring guest on Women's Magazine today. So I hope you will download that podcast and spread it far and wide. Um, so that would be on our podcast archive under Women's Magazine from March 1st. It's probably so fresh, it's not even up yet, but it will be within the next hour or so. So uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, um, lots of love. If you're out there listening right now, we love you. And that's no fucking joke. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Global Val. Diamond Dave and I will be back next week for the Common Thread Collective Community Open Mic. So do feel free to come and join us at the Corner 21st in Florida. Hop on a microphone or just hang out. Uh, there's a piano in the house. If you happen to have a hidden talent, we can set you up to play piano. Or if you want to read your poetry or your prose or your manifesto or <laughs> whatever you're working on. Um, if you've got events that are coming up that you want to let people know about, we do have a wide listenership. Even though I'm in this room talking to myself right now, you're listening, which is a really strange thing. Uh, the medium of radio and of course it's internet radio, but, um, our show, uh, common thread collective, we get an average of about 20,000 downloads every month. Women's magazine, another 20,000 downloads every month. So you're out there listening. Thank you for listening. I don't know who you are, but I kind of want to know who you are. Um, you can connect on a Facebook page. Uh, don't send me a message on Facebook through the page because I tend to not see them for like months and months. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, on paper, you know, I think I'm supposed to be a millennial, but in reality, I think I'm stuck somewhere between that and Gen X. So yeah, but feel free to like comment on one of the things that I post and I will see that. So, um, and let us know if you ever want to come through and be part of the common thread collective where we cast that wide net, find the common thread, let life flourish. And then don't panic. Just keep it organic. Peace y'all tune in next week or come and join us from three to 6 PM on March 8th or March 22nd. While I'm at it, uh, March 22nd on Women's Magazine should be a really fucking cool thing. I'm going to be interviewing Gianna Toboni, who is one of the journalists from Vice News. So I get to interview her, and I'm really excited to talk to her. She is kind of a badass. Um, it's, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> she's, I, I'm really impressed by her ability to go into these really crazy situations and and stay really focused and calm. Um, like she'll go into the Nigerian oil fields where there are bandits uh, who steal oil and then the military forces that come in and burn the stolen oil um, and in this highly toxic, terrible situation. Um, so she's, she's reported on that. Um, she's talked to and reported um, on people on death row. Uh, she has gone to Guantanamo Bay after the U.S. finally were allowing journalists to go there. Um, and so she got to learn about the, at least 
some of the official information coming out of Guantanamo Bay, but also to see some of the quarters, uh, indoor and outdoor quarters, where some of the prisoners were kept and the guards were guarding. Um, so Gianna Toboni is a real badass, and she is from San Francisco. So um, I've connected with her. Uh, it turns out we went to the same high school here in San Francisco, good old SI, churning out amazing citizens left and right. Uh, props to SI for letting girls in, celebrating 30 years of co-education. Um, and I think the ladies are doing their job. So I'm really excited to have uh, Gianna Toboni from Vice News call in to Women's Magazine on March 22nd. I'm not sure where she's going to be in the world. Maybe she won't be able to tell us, um, but we'll see. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the common thread. I know you're out there doing doing amazing things in your life, whether it's just the littlest things, they make a big difference. Uh, you don't know the ripple effect of the good things that you do. Maybe you smiled at somebody you don't know, and it really made their day because they were having a hard time. And then you just reaffirmed their belief in the good of humanity. That's pretty big. I'm going to throw on a podcast of the Common Thread Collective from, I don't know what date this is actually, but we'll see. friends want to get onto a conference call and give us a call on March 8th, uh, we can uh, certainly bring in all the voices at the same time, which would be um, a nice thing to be able Delightful. to do. Delightful. And I Great. know that you they sucked it to you i think because they never expected that you guys could get right in onto the base they said what what are they doing with the man onto this base with the nuclear weapons with first strike yeah. weapons and there you were in the midst of the base when they discovered you is that right yeah oh my yeah. goodness amazing yeah. yeah nothing but the holy spirit well anyway I Thanks to you both, and we'll, we'll talk Just FYI, the podcast I'm playing of the Common Thread Collective is from February 22nd, 2019. So if you want to go into our podcast archive and uh, hear the really uh, the powerful conversation that was happening prior to this little clip that we uh, turned on, um, you should do that. So here we go. Here's the rest of that show from a week ago. Seems like a long time. Time's a construct. I'm looking forward to, to, to devoting the show to you guys, to, uh, the, this action, this Plowshares action, and what it all means to the world, March 8th. Am I right, from Val? That's right, March 8th. Okay, Claire, thanks for calling in. This is wonderful. Wow, Dave. So how did you come upon that 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 story of, of these people who uh, got onto that Navy base and... Um, hung the banners that she talked about the nuclear weapons and moral and illegal um how, how did you uh, get hip to that yeah that's interesting uh facebook as a matter of fact and i came to that there was an ad on facebook i think it was facebook maybe i think it was but i said they were looking for a community organizer a paid community organizer and there's a phone number there and I called, I said, wow, uh, for source of plowshares. I said, wow, there's a media connection. And I called, and I talked to her sister, Claire's sister. And she turned me on to Claire in Ithaca. And so and uh, so there we were. And there we are. This is the way it goes. It's where, as she said, it's the spirit, she, the spirit that brings us together in this way. It's kind of amazing how social media has connected all of us in such a personal way, where at first it seems like um, 
you know, you're you're interacting through a computer, but in reality, um, you can have direct conversations with people, well, people that. that you may may not even know very well. Well, I have thousands of uh, friends on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Well, the only one, I'm on the, all one of that. the only one I can remember is Facebook, and so you can find me, Diamond Dave Whitaker. And there okay. And we and we can say to be continued, because I'm interested in what you're talking about, the Iraq history, I call it, and how it's all connected. And as I say, I go back to the very beginnings of uh, rock and roll, uh, rock and roll, way back. The Chuck Berry, I was thinking. Chuck of. Berry. Oh, Chuck Berry. And, and there I, you go. Yeah, okay. Chuck Berry, and you mentioned uh, Jerry Lewis, and where and Bob Dylan was in the living room in my living room in Minneapolis. In 1961, when we first heard it, heard that, wow, this is something different. Wow, this is a, a new opening. And now, and soon, uh, Bob Dylan himself had gone from a folk singer, Woody Guthrie, at the same time he's discovering Woody Guthrie, he stayed up all night on my, on my couch, all night reading a Woody Guthrie's autobiography. In fact, I recommend it to all those listening. As to see, Woody Guthrie, of course, was a folk singer of the 30s, of the 30s and 40s. He had it on his guitar and said, this, this, this machine kills fascists. How did, um, how did he get to be in your living room, Bob Dylan? Well, uh, somebody brought him by. Uh, he'd come down from Hibbing, Minnesota. He was supposed to be going. He'd, he had been Bobby Zimmerman. But when he left Hibbing, Minnesota, where the wind hits heavy on the borderline, as he said, he, he embraced the name Bob Dylan. And I think that was after uh, Dylan Thomas, who we were all listening to. It was kind of the first spoken word record, Dylan Thomas. Do not go gentle or die good night, but rage, rage against the dying of the light. And so he took the name Dylan. When he came down, and he came down, he knew he had something else to do than to go sit in classes. He couldn't face that, he couldn't do that. But he's standing with his guitar on a street corner in Dinkytown. Dinkytown was like the uh, Bohemian University neighborhood. That was where the, it was before, of course, before he, there was such a thing as a hippie. But we came out of the beatniks, where people had lived together and, uh, and hang out together and to various graduate students hangers in, hangers out, kind of embracing a bohemian lifestyle, living free. And he's standing on the street corner, looking really sad with his guitar. And so a woman named Bonnie Beecher uh, had to be going by and stopped to talk to him. And he, she said, he said, it's terrible, I don't know what to do, I can't take these classes, I don't know anybody. And she said, come with me, and brought him to my living room, where people are playing music, little son Tony Glover, Snake of Dave Ray, uh, Snake of Dave Ray, Little Son, Tony Glover, Snake of Dave Ray, and uh, we're playing music. I'll think of a second. Glover, and uh, we're playing music and hanging out, and brought him up, and uh, he came in and somebody had him, had him because it was also, we were also smoking marijuana. This is 1961. This is when it was kind of new. Well, I started in 57. It was kind of new for white people to embrace uh, marijuana. It'd been kind of a secret for black and brown people back then. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it was uh, coming out of the beat next, the beat generation. White folks began to embrace all of that, the blues and the poetry and the marijuana. 
And so he came in, she brought him in, and suddenly maybe he handed him a joint, looked at it, said he'd heard about it, he read, looked at it, and took a toke. <laughs> and the rest is history. So Bob Dylan took his first uh, toke in your living room. As far as I know. That's amazing. Right. Now, the thing is, is that you were able to listen to him in your living room and you recognize talent, right, when you hear it. However, there's so many talented musicians out there in in the local music scene. What was it? Do you remember what his big break was? Well, I remember, um, I mean, listening to him and I handed him Woody Guthrie's biography, Bound for Glory, by riding freight trains, playing, uh, playing music at picket lines, hobo camps, and in dives that are all around the country, with his, uh, with, his, with his brother, Cisco Houston. And they were playing together, it's about that. And so he read that and said, now I have something, and, and, and it's totally opened his mind because he had no idea what he was going to do. He knew he had something. Mm-hmm. And so he began to play in local clubs, like what's called the 12 O'Clock Scholar, where we'd hang out. It's like a cafe for p- people to hang out and find one another, radicals, musicians, find one another. And so he began playing in places like that. And uh, so after reading Woody Guthrie's autobiography, uh, Woody, uh, Woody, and I knew. He's, in fact, if you read, uh, if you read uh, Dylan's uh, uh, autobiography, Chronicles, he mentions how I turned him on to Woody Guthrie, and not only that, I knew where Guthrie was, and uh, somewhere on the East Coast, he says. But in fact, I knew exactly where he was. He was in Greystone Mental Hospital, where he's dying of this uh, this genetic disease called Huntington's cholera. It's inheritable. And you go down slowly, and he was down. He could, and so one day, one evening, I remember he said, "Let's call him, Greystone." So we could, we got as far as the um, as far as the uh, ward where he was, and the, 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 we thought it was like the doctor in the ward might have just said, "Oh, he can't come. He's paralyzed. He can't get out of bed." This is before they had they had phones next year next year bed like they do today. And he can't get out of bed. He can't come to the phone. What are you talking about? He's paralyzed. And so we hung up. And then Dylan says, I got to go see him. I got to see Woody before he goes. So we took him to, we took him to the highway. And, um, and, um, and I remember looking back, and there he was, this little guy with his guitar and his satchel going to New York City to see Woody Guthrie. And then a few weeks later, I get this card. There's a picture of Woody Guthrie on the front, the famous one of him with a cigarette hanging from his from his corner of his mouth, and on his guitar it says, this machine kills fascists. And it was a benefit for the Woody Guthrie Children's Fund, the cart. And I turn it over and says, Dear Dave, I saw Woody. He likes my stuff. Signed, Bob. And at the bottom he scrawled, this card kills fascists. Well, and so he's there, and there's his family sitting beside Woody Guthrie. I think it's, there's been movies kind of of this in the film that's happening. And he's sitting by the side of the, the side of the bed. This is the story. And his family takes care of Woody, bring bring him cigarettes. He could smoke in the hospital those days. Uh, everybody smoked wherever they were, and uh, brought him cigarettes and treats and so on. And they came in, and he said, "Who's this?" Well, this is. Uh, Bob Dylan from Minneapolis. He's come all the way to see me, he said. And so they began talking, and they took him back to where they lived, East Orange, New Jersey. 
these are the people really uh, really had uh, taken care of Woody. Uh, so, it, so it brought him back to East Orange. He mentioned that one of them saw him. I'm going, leaving New York City, going back to East Orange. That's where he was. And from there, somehow, I don't know how, he ventured to Greenwich Village, where he used to play in places. At first, there were places where you could play, like the Cafe Wa. You could play there and then take a collection. These coffee houses were beginning to emerge. Cafe Wa. So he began playing there. Fred Neal was the MC there, who's another was another early folk singer, really good. To check him out, Fred Neal. We'll probably find him on YouTube. Fred Neal. So he been playing there, and then he went to and I'm talking to him. He's calling me. When I'm talking to him. He said to Gertie's Folk City. There was a new club called that just when I was out of Gertie's Gertie's Folk City, and so he started playing there, and the rest somehow he got picked up by Columbia Records. Mm-hmm. And the re- and uh, and uh, by by was it Hampton, the the one of the uh, engineer uh, producers there picked them up and said, "Come on, we'll make a, we'll make a record." And the owner of Columbia Records said, "No, he's going nowhere. We can't." But they made his first record, and it was folk songs that he had the folk songs of his own discovery they particularly related to. You can find it the very early. And that was his first record. Mm. And they have another side of Bob Dylan. And then, then the rest began to come out. And the rest is history. And then to, from there to winning the Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. The first folks say, what? Bob Dylan, how could that be? The Nobel Prize for literature. That can't be. He's just a singer-songwriter. But in fact, he did. But it all began on my living room couch in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There's some Amazing. rock journalism hipster. Well, you know, lyrics are tell a story. Well, he began with that, really. And there you go. And he learned it from Woody Guthrie. And people listen to the lyrics. People take it into their heart. And uh, it's a great way of communication. In fact, a lot of musicians that I've talked to uh, can be very introverted and sometimes shy. But they find that their best way to communicate is through their music. For some reason, they're able to express their emotions freely through their lyrics and through their music. And um, it's wonderful. That's healing and energizing and inspirational. Yeah, I've I've encountered that a lot as a host at Mutiny Radio, for sure, where, you, you know, There'll be people who kind of come in, you know, and and they they don't really seem very sure of themselves. And you ask them like, well, what do you what do you do? And they're like, well, you know, I play music, you know. And then they and then they start singing there. They start playing, and they're a total dark horse who's come out and they just have all these amazing things to sh- to say. And then they kind of like quiet down again and like, okay, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really amazing the the sources of of creativity that people are are housing, you know. And mm-hmm. that's really helped me kind of as a human to just be able to relate to to other people because you know i think sometimes if someone's too especially in our culture in our american culture Mm -hmm. you know if someone's too quiet or they're hanging in the backside or they're kind of the wallflower some times people don't pay attention to them or they kind of write them off or think well i don't know need to talk to that person because you know i don't know if they have anything to say or to offer um but it's really people who are like that I mean the the old saying of still waters run deep I Mm -hmm. think is really really true and I you know I I certainly is is made me more keenly aware of 
of, of folks who are more introverted and and a little bit reticent because there's something under there you know like whether you're talking to you know someone in a coffee shop or even you know like somebody who's driving you somewhere like well you know I do poetry and they're like oh, oh I write poetry too I just don't tell anybody about it, you know? And so, right. Maybe it's just that it's just finding their creative medium where they feel comfortable in expressing what's inside of them. And I think that's true with musicians. I mean, there are musicians like Tom Morello and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that are activists and were really into politics and they discovered that the best way for them to get the word out was through their music. And, uh, it's really invigorating and, um, you know, it's the way that they've chosen to best express themselves. Yeah. I, I, uh, I met Tom Morello. I met Tom when I was from beginning to end. It was part of I was part of Occupy San Francisco. Oh, that's Remember right. Occupy? You mm-hmm. guys called into the show. He did. Well, you, you and Don Morello called into Common Thread Collective. That's right. During Occupy. That's right. I said, Tom, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, he brought a, a bunch of tickets for his show. Yeah, and he was totally delighted, I remember, to be prepared to come down to Occupy and realize something was happening. It's all about, as I said at the beginning of our conversation, to find that common thread. That's what, that's what this is about. That's what we're doing at the moment, and we're putting it out around the planet to cast a wide net and find that common thread, which is saying shortly what you were just saying at greater length. Well, the, also on the Bob Dylan front, you know, um, there's a really big book of Bob Dylan's, Dylan's lyrics. It's a real thick, big, big, thick book. Um, and I was somewhere once and, and people had it and people were passing the book around and, and reading his lyrics as poems. And when you have, when you apply a different voice to it, 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 it you really re- realize how, how rich it is and, and how much he has to offer. So, you know, a lot of people, like you said, Dave, you know, what well, he, the singer songwriter won a prize for literature, but, um, you know, there, there's a lot in, in those lyrics and, um, maybe we can find some early Dylan. I'd love to play some now. Uh, maybe we'll uh, Maggie's we'll farm see. would be we'll a good see. one. We'll see. Can you find something? Uh, potentially, you know, it's, we, 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 we can, do. we can, you know, I, I, can search and you know YouTube and see if there's anything rolling around out there. Uh, bound um, to be. But he's got a lot of protections in place, and we don't yeah, want we don't want to violate that. Stuff is uh, free. Yeah. So like uh, Maggie's farm, or even before that, I it was in my living room. In fact, that he played his first uh, Bob Dylan song. It's called he called it Bob Dylan's Blues. Well, somebody had given us a back back then they had real real they only had real real tape recorders. All this stuff came later, but somebody had given us a real real tape recorder, and we hung the uh, hung the mic off the lamp, off the, the the lamp in the center of the room, and he that's where he recorded and played some of his first songs. Oh, that's kind of like here at Mutiny Radio. Exactly. <laughs> we so hang room. things and say, well, no, that's fine. Just roll your own. Yeah, pull that mic up. That's fine. No problem. Yeah. It all starts at Mutiny new radio everything <laughs> well i don't buy everything this is way down well, the line we're you certainly take it uh, way back to 1961 My yeah, things things bay it's like a little bay here where where things flow into mutiny radio diamond dave what were you doing at the time what you were you involved in the music industry at the time what were you what were you doing it just happened to be my living room 
It was it was a free zone, a free place where people could come and smoke a good good herb. People could come and play music. People could come about talk about whatever. By and large, it was the beginning days of radical politics. It was before the SDS Student for Democratic Society, but some of the seeds were planted there. Students, graduate students, uh, young teachers, hangers-on would just come through my door. It was a play. Let's go over to let's go over to Dave, and it was married to Gretel, who. Uh, later established her own institute at Cornell, that's Ithaca. After teaching at UConn, at her own institute called the Institute of called the Institute of Nutritional Anthropology. She was getting her PhD in anthropology. I was just hanging out. And that's what later uh, and she got her PhD and got serious. I was in love with this wild guy who she had embraced when she had come out of Bennington College and she embraced it no longer really fit. So she went on to teach anthropology while well, I went on to be, being me and help and getting back here in 67. I, I'd, been here in, I'd been here in 57 when we were called, when they soon called us Beatniks. You heard of us? Beatniks. And then I came back here in 66 to help kick off the hippie movement. And then up there on Hate Street, 1967, that summer they call the Summer of Love. So any and so I saw a lot of the early bands that came out of it. You got uh, Janis Joplin, who uh, was uh, down from uh, just up from Texas, and they would be practicing in our in our, in our basement there, in that part of this commune. I lived on, on Page, Page and Laguna. I had all those early bands later to be. Uh, to, to all of, in the music industry, as you call it, began to be picked up and sent around the world. Is that right? Right. Some of those bands that came out of Heat Street. Absolutely. You can mention them. How about uh, I'm having a... Uh, yeah, Dave has been kind of um, cosmically and strategically placed throughout hipstery uh, in the last... 60 years or 60 so. 60 years. Yeah. Well, before that. Well, before that, yeah. We could take it back to 1955. I can't do math, so yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I know you're 81 while. now, Dave. But a while. <laughs> and I'd be 81, still hanging in. My body, I have to walk with a walker, saying, learn to love, love to learn. This never ends. Why can you find some of that music? Anything well, you Well, you know what I pulled up when we, earlier when we were talking um, was some Chuck Berry. Oh, Chuck Berry would be a good start. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about rock and roll, rock and roll. Imagine how this felt when this first hit the hit the airwaves way back then. It was before the term rock and roll was even coined, I think. Chuck Berry and the, coming out of the blues, take it away. Imagine how this felt. Wow, we thought. gentlemen and I shall do for you first a song 
that I first recorded, number one, it was a fairly nice hit, and it went quite high in the American charts. The title of it is Maybelline. So that's some original rock and roll, folks. Chuck Berry. That was actually after he had been gotten pretty famous. Um, that's okay. Um, that was in 1958. That was a TV appearance. I found it on YouTube, so it, it's out there. Um, but yeah, there's that, you could hear that backbeat, right? That rock and roll. It's that that was that new sound, right, Diamond Dave? Totally new. And you mentioned. Uh, did you mention his piano? Well. He, Oh, who, Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis was another one. Mm -hmm. The two of them came in pretty simultaneously from a couple different traditions. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Chuck Berry came out of the blues, and Jerry Lee Lewis came out of country, really. Came out of deep country. Jerry Lee Lewis, but took it up a notch, or a notch or two, or a notch of a hundred, and got there on that piano. I remember how we sang for the first time. And he'd be sitting on the piano, and then he'd kick the piano bench away and really rock out. And that was like rock and roll in its, uh, in its uh, 
very early days. Well, should we should we play some Jerry Lee Lewis? Yeah, let's then? play some. And of course, the early Elvis too was coming on. He was on TV, black and white TV. That's all we had then. And there was Elvis and uh, coming out of the blues and doing what he did and, and waving his uh, pelvis around. Elvis the pelvis, they call him. But he too, <laughs> his roots were rock were country and uh, becoming a rock and roll. The early Elvis. So it's all connected. But you have some Jerry Lee Lewis. Let's play him. And yeah. maybe we'll see if we discover some early dear Dylan, too. Yeah, here I'm he is on the, the Steve Allen show. This is 1957. Still a little bit later than... Um, Jerry Lee Lewis, look him up. If you don't know, now you know. Um, I love YouTube. There's so many gems out there um, that we can just tap into. So, uh, yeah, thanks for this rock and roll hipstery session. Um, hipstery. hipstery with Diamond Dave and with Mari Fong, who herself is a music journalist. Um, so this has been a great hour has just flown by and get what you can get what you need that's what we're about strangers becoming friends friends becoming family family becoming community equity on the move that's our movement so that was the early days of rock and roll i love it if you could find some early bob dylan from that time uh, just a little later who had absorbed that who'd taken and went soon went from uh, folk woody guthrie to uh, the, to uh, being picking up and embracing that rock and roll. See what we can find. Hey, Max, here's Max. So, and I see Rob's out here, too. So, Mary, you're always welcome here. 
Thank you so much. You live down in L.A., though, eh? I'm in Los Angeles. Yes, I am. I come up here, though, and I visit uh, every so often. I've got both my daughters here, so. Well, beautiful. Yes. And yeah, bring your daughters. I have daughters, too. Uh, anyway, I have granddaughters, too. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, anytime we're, we're here every other Friday. Wonderful. At this time. Well, uh, at this time, come on in. Send people up here. We're always open to people coming through that door, and my job is to, uh, our job, my job is to weave it together. I'm never sure who's going to show up, but I know people are going to be show up, and so, go, the people will be here, and uh, sometimes, oh, nobody's got to come, and so on, but people do come, and uh, the word's got out, and our job is to put the word out here in San Francisco, streaming around the planet and the internet, and uh, that's what we do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Diamond Dave and Global Val. Thank you. I will see you next time. And since we're on the Internet and don't have, we don't have to obey the, five of the, the FCC, five rules, five words you can't say, I can still say, fuck yeah, here we are. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Free speech, here we go. On some early Bob Dylan. Isn't how many seas must the white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand? Isn't how many times must the cannonballs fly before they fall out of a van? The answer, my friend, is a blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the Young Bob. Hello, Dave. And Hello, Val. And he'll be the young Rob. 
<laughs> I'm so glad that you that you appeal very regularly. That when you have a I want to have a place. Is this right? To uh, to uh, to put out your newest work. Do this your, is every time I do have your a thing. new song. This is the first place I come. And then it's streaming around the planet. <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, you're a highly talented human being. I'm really glad to have you here, brother. And so, uh, so what is this song? This is a new song. Yes. All right. We got a uh, a brand new song. This is called the Naked Song. The Naked Song. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't have a whole studio audience to work with. This song works a little bit differently. It's meant for a whole large crowd, but I'll adapt Well, they're it. out there. They're out there. They're, they're out listening, there. or they're going to download it and hear it. And, and speaking of the words that you can't say on the radio, but you can say here, yeah. that's actually the one thing that I need help with in this. The audience has one job. Uh, when I point to them, they need to shout out the line, throw those fuckers in jail. So, okay. so maybe when I point to you, Dave, you can shout out, throw those fuckers I in can. jail. <laughs> All right. So shall we uh, rock and roll? Let's rock and roll. That's what we're talking about today. That's our theme today, it turns out. All right. The early days of rock and roll, where I was a much younger man. The galaxy premiere of the Naked Song. Galaxy premiere. Wow, see. Hey. Hey, you. Are you naked? No, no, no. Under your clothes. <sighs> oh, that is hot. Wait, is everyone here naked? You saucy little minxes. You are beautiful. I want to be naked. Every day, naked is the way, let's naked play, let's go splash in the naked rain, and ride the rails on the naked train. This just in, being naked reduces shame and heart attacks, it improves self-affirmation and circulation. Indeed. No one would ever declare war on an all-naked nation. Tourism would soar for an all-naked nation. Babies who get naked love have better health and fewer tears. Adults who get naked hugs have less stress and fewer fears. Frostbite and sunburn are the only naked dangers, but nudists are more tolerant, more tolerant of strangers. How do you fear someone naked? How do you hate someone naked? How do you hurt someone naked? Tear off your shirt and be naked. Somebody get naked. Stand proud and tall. If everyone does it, they can't arrest us all. Somebody come here, undress you or me. We'll all close our eyes. When we open them, we'll be free. But wait, being naked is still a crime? What? How? How is that possible? Taking off your clothes is in the same category as murder, the same category as extortion, the same category as getting married with an STI. No joke, in Nebraska, getting married with an STD is illegal. If I were Nebraska governor, I'd make marriage illegal and give STIs a goddamn parade with floats and canker kissing booths. Uh, all right, too much, but definitely floats. And in Pennsylvania, selling babies is illegal. Uh, fair enough, all right. But, 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 but what does it say about Pennsylvania that they had to make that law? Getting back to this naked thing, let's follow the illegal logic to its conclusion. 
Newborn babes, naked as jays. Let's make them do hard time. Throw those fuckers in jail. Throw those fuckers in jail. Pets and food animals, just naked all the time. Put those fuckers in jail. Um, uh, wait, wait, what's the next line? Uh, co cops who do strip searches must be accessories to a crime. Put those fuckers in jail. Let's get naked, let's get nude, let's get stalkers. It's not loot. Let's disrobe, let's be bare, let's boogie in the buff. Let's do it everywhere. Let's Megan. undress, let's Megan. unzip to Megan. our birthday suits, let's all Megan. strip. Why aren't you naked? Megan. Why aren't we all? Are we afraid of each other? Scary boobies and balls, let's be naked, naked happy elves. What's wrong with us? Are we afraid? of ourselves uh, just think one day years from now a little face will look up at you dave and say you were there Gigi. you were there when he sang the naked song did you take your clothes off did you dave did you i thought about it i know you did tell me you did i did are you gonna break that little cherub's yeah. heart i didn't think so and now the naked round it goes like this let's be naked let's be nude let's be bare it's not lewd let's be naked let's be nude let's be bare it's not lewd now if i had a whole studio full of audience i would have them do the naked round but yeah. let's pretend that we just heard them all doing that and it was glorious you'll never Feel what it's like to be someone until you see them naked. You'll never really see someone until you see them naked. naked. So seriously, why are you all still clothed? Oh yes, funny singer, funny singer. But we can't really take our clothes off. No, really? Isn't what happened it? to you as a child that you believe that? What soul-sucking, self-loathing idea wormed into your brain? Take your clothes off. You'll be everybody's hero. How many chances in life do you get to be a hero? If you get naked, you will remember it for the rest of your life. And when you die, you will smile. And that ain't nothing. I love you all, you saucy minxes. I see you under those clothes. Okay, the big finish. Follow my hands. Low voices sing, naked. naked. High voices sing, naked. naked. Everybody together, naked. 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 Well, Bob Dylan said a line, even the President of the United States sometimes has to stand up naked. Damn right. He, he was talking about LBJ, who was a president then, Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> but imagine, you can imagine Trump standing up Naked. I saw that before the election. In New I was in New York, and the, the, you remember the statue of Trump that appeared around Union Square, the naked statue of Trump. No, I didn't know that. It was amazing. Yes, it did. It kind of lasted too long, but it was the idea. Even the President of the United States sometimes has to stand up naked. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Do you have another song you want to do? I sure do. I've got, so. I have been Bob. very productive hey, lately. It's sure amazing to have Val... Having uh, Rob uh, should, uh, play his new songs, give it his world debut right here. What, uh, what Val doesn't know uh, is that uh, Dave got naked and then put his clothes on again in the time that she took a little break. So here we go. The next one. Um, this, is, uh, this is untitled as of right now. I'm not sure what the title is yet, uh, but this one is a little, a little more serious. Uh, here we go. Maybe, maybe you can give me some advice on the title on this one. I could 
tell you we're not full of holes where love was supposed to be. But I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could say you, I could say you can't have your way with me by flattering my vanity. But I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could tell you if you, uh, I could tell you that tonight we'll all have someone to hold. I could tell you we take care of the helpless and the, the old. old. I could tell you that no child gets left behind. I could say that all our secrets wouldn't traumatize your mind. I could tell you I don't want to sex up every woman here, but I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could say that's not a sociopath looking back in your mirror, but I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could tell you if you saw all truth, you wouldn't go insane. I could tell you that this world isn't shrieking in pain. I could tell you it's okay to bring a baby into this life. I could tell you no one here ever opened their wrist with a knife. I could say there are no killers or rapists in this crowd. But I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could tell you I am enormously endowed. But I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could tell you that prison isn't a crime against life. I could tell you little girls should dream of being somebody's wife. I could say you should all take home a Robbie Love Slave clone. I could tell you most of us won't soon be masturbating alone. I could tell you it's not sensible to be a perpetual stoner. I could tell you I do not want an everlasting boner. I could tell you California won't soon combust. I could tell you circumcision didn't cripple my capacity for trust. Oh my goodness. I looked for humanity's gravestone to see what epitaph I would find. It said, whoever had change in their pocket had no change in their mind. I could tell you if we let it be, it might just go away. But I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could tell you other animals are arrogant enough to pray. But I wouldn't be fooling anyone. I could say if I were rich, you wouldn't see me with see me with different eyes. I could tell you the prophet vultures are not waiting for your demise. I could tell you in this life we're not out here on our own. I could tell you we're not reaping exactly what we've sown. I could tell you I do not like lesbian multiracial porn. I could tell you there was no justice at the little big horn. I could tell you that farts are just not funny. I could tell you that racism is not about money. But I wouldn't be fooling. I wouldn't be fooling. 
I wouldn't be fooling anyone. Wow. Every line is food for thought in that. <laughs> hey, Rob, you'll be an amazing songwriter. Thank Coming you. almost every week, every other week, with interesting and amazing stuff. Thank I, you. We're back in the day with Dylan Day, I'd say, you need to put on a record. I don't know what it's called that day, but what it's called in this day. But you need some way where people can hear your stuff, get your stuff, and uh, say, that here's Rob, a strong writer for sure. Well, this is a good start, having having this streamed and then available and archived to send to anyone. That's a, it's a That's good right. start. That's right. I mean, feel free. I mean, this is a uh, a, a platform for creativity. You know, our, our podcast, you know, pop up on mutinyradio.fm. If you are so inclined, go grab your, you know, grab the shows that you're a part of and, you know, edit it down and make yourself an album out of your live tracks wow, on the Common Thread right. Collective. Exactly. My brother knows how to do that. And he's done that with a couple of uh, the, from, from, from this uh, Mutiny Radio. He's, yeah, he's single tracked a couple of my songs. Nice. Well, well just. As a, I, you know, it's funny because as a radio DJ engineer, engineer is a big word for me because um, <laughs> I, I don't know as much about sound engineering and production as I probably should. But um, having uh, done a lot of editing of my women's magazine show for KPFA, um, I was able to figure it out. Pretty, it's pretty simple. Like if you use like Audacity, mm -hmm. um, the, you know, you download it to your computer. All you got to do is like, you know, have your have the your track and you can import it to your audacity you can eliminate everything else and you you know you've got a track of your music and then you just start a new track and you move it over till till it's the end of the first track and lo and behold at the end you have an album yeah, yeah an album is what we're talking about so talk to your brother yeah, get and your brother on board. Make your brother work. He says it's so easy. He says, idiot, it's easy. <laughs> okay. so. it, it has a little free, like, little tutorial. I, I had to kind of teach myself how to do it. I had one person who already used it kind of show me a couple things that I had already learned by reading the little tutorial. Mm. And um, and then I was like, okay, that, like, I, th I think I already knew that. Like, I, I, you know, so it's actually a pretty simple program to use, you know, but we all have our different talents. So I'm all about putting our, putting our brothers to work. Yes. Dan, <laughs> as, uh, as, as a little free. sister, I'm like, get to work, guys. Yeah, come so on. then we can say, you come and you do a song or two, a new song or two, <laughs> and then where I can say, you can say, we can say, and if you want to hear more, I have an album. You can find it. Blah blah blah. Yes. I don't know if you can. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can put a little, get a little money from it. Money doesn't talk. It swears. Mm. That's another deal of mine. <laughs> like we go, we go Dylan. But that'd be wonderful. But, yes. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Do you have something else you'd like to do? I, I have one more. You want to hear one more? Sure, why not? Then this is a song that I've been saving for you, Val. I think this is the song oh boy. that is going to put me over the top in terms of getting an invitation to the Women's Issues show to do my, my Power Feminist set. <laughs> this is a brand new, also Galaxy premiere. This is called Future Woman. Future woman came from the future To save the sea and air and grasses And pull everybody's heads out of 
everybody's asses. Fly, future woman, fly. Soar up into the sky. She'll help every loser to win. But not before noon. She likes to sleep in. She squirts mini baby missiles that transform jerks and narcissists. Her favorite targets? Telemarketers and televangelists Shaving her head but nowhere else Toppling tyrants with her sense of humor Dangling CEOs over volcanoes Writing algorithms to cure tumors Fly, future woman, fly She always stops for a nice piece of pie she knows it's not about evil versus good. She knows that monsters are misunderstood. She never lets anyone cry or masturbate alone. If she hasn't gotten to you yet, well, there are eight billion of us. Can we stop fucking already? Two, three, four, fly, future woman, fly. Soar up into the sky, smashing and trashing every single gun, flipping factory farms into the sun. Building bridges and knocking down walls, finding male gods and yanking off their balls. Hunting the hunters and nailing the whalers. Belching and farting like a pack of sailors. Feeding starving babies with her normal-sized boobs. Doing it all in sensible shoes. Annihilating the axis of evil. Hallmark Disney American Idol. Fly, future woman, fly. Roar up into the sky. Save the day, but she's never ever pushy Soaring away with a wiggle of her tushy Fly, future woman, fly Roar up into the sky She's got a shit ton to do She could use a little help From me and you Future woman, fly. Future woman, fly. Wow, and that's what's happening. Stepping up, flying up. Damn right. <laughs> well, you know, Rob, I. <laughs> You sometimes leave me a little bit speechless. There's definitely things in that song I can get behind. Uh, I, I appreciate the, the notion of pulling people's heads out of their asses for them. Yeah. I try to do that gen gently all the time. Sometimes it works, but often it doesn't. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Sensible shoes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. One line that is seemed kind of random but actually does apply to me. You're saying, uh, what was the one about monsters? Uh, monsters are misunderstood. So a little, a little global Val, um, factoid. I was named after a children's story that my mother wrote before I was born and it's called, she called it Valerie Valiant. And so basically the, the premise is this girl who 
walks around from village to village and ends up in a town where everybody's really nice. And then it, as soon as the sun goes down, they get all scared and they run inside. And she's like, what's going on? So, and they're like, well, there's a dragon nearby and, and we're all afraid of the dragon. Yes. So Valerie Valiant decides that she's going to go and talk to this dragon <laughs> and see what's up. And she does. And she's like, wow. you know, I'll, the whole town's scared of you. You know, there's that, like that one time you came and attacked everybody. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, somebody like came in and, you know, scared me out of my <laughs> cave. And, you know, now they don't want me anywhere near. So I just stay over here. And like, he hasn't come out in years. And so. She actually brokers peace between the dragon and the town. There you go. So there you go. So you're, I mean, you're on to something, Rob. Feminine solutions. I mean, the world has not yet truly seen what women are capable of. The the solutions that they that they would offer that are that are different from the crap that we have had for the past twenty thousand years. Amen. We are we're getting there slowly but surely. We are getting there. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I don't know about the line about shooting missile bit babies. Out. <laughs> that that that's a little, that might be a little much for me. Well, <laughs> well, the man slays the dragon, blah blah blah, but the woman brokers a deal, finds that common thread. Is that right? Right, and ends fear. And yes. fear. And uh, I'm looking forward. I'm well, Bernie Bernie Sanders. I'm, I don't. Really, I'd really, I like rather see him as an elder statesman, and because the women stepping up with similar politics, because I think it's about time that we have a woman, not Hillary, a woman for president. Here, and here. there are some running. So Bernie, uh, you're an elder statesman. So he could be the uh, Secretary of the Interior or something. But it's time <laughs> for a woman, a radical woman, a woman like Elizabeth, like Elizabeth Warren. I like Elizabeth Warren too. I, I have to say though, kind of as a as a woman, I I try not to play those identity politics too much. You know, I feel like that gets thrown around a lot you know i'm gonna vote for her because it's her um and, and and i think in some cases that makes sense because if you look at the other candidates but i also do um really appreciate bernie sanders and i'm not writing him off but he's as old as i am almost <laughs> who's this old guy Dave, well so but i'm not ready he? to be president of the united states well the most i can do is do all, my blah 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 on a friday we're all on our own paths dave okay. Fuck yeah again. Well, hey, brother, uh, brother, I'm sure glad you came in. And uh, well, if you have, still have any of that good old rock and roll on, let's put a little music on. I'm going to put a little music on, and, and then we'll uh, transition. Max, he's going to talk a bit about what he's doing. And his sister has just come in named Aunt. She's in the U.K. She's waiting for E.K., UK, EK, EK is coming wow. in. She, she uh, suggested she come in and play some music. Fantastic. And so she's going to kind of take nice. us out. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we've got our friend DJ Rubble out there hey, who's Rubble. got some announcements as well. So I'm going to play some music for a, a moment or two. We'll regroup. Um, this is some music from Arko uh, Mukharaji. <laughs> Can you see a chocolate? 
Music.com. That's A-R-K-O music.com. Really pretty stuff, and it's a happy Friday around here at Mutiny Radio. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on mutinyradio.fm in the Mission District of San Francisco. It is Friday. What the heck is the date today? It's 2-2-2. It's February 22nd, 2019. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Is it, can you believe it, Diamond Dave? I can believe it. And March is about to come marching in. That's right. And they say about spring, March winds and spring. It's on this beautiful day. Spring seems to be on the way. And hey, here'll be DJ Revel coming in as he usually does to make some announcements and let us know what's going on out there. Bravo, what's happening? Yeah, things going on. Um, one announcement that I brought in and one that I saw sitting out here in the um, oh, lobby for the first time that's of interest, and that one is um, a big rally put on by the um, longtime socialist organizations in here Saturday, March 12th, 
two weeks from now. It sounds like at noon at UN Plaza, 7th and Market, um, March and Rally hands off Venezuela and um, opposing all this action against Venezuela and also in the context of that the um, current regime is going after all three of the overtly leftist left-leaning governments over there, them Cuba and Nicaragua, and also over talk about just raiding their oil supply. So, so that's, that's the rally, and it's in conjunction yes. with a national march on Washington on March 16th. So that one's that one. That, was that the 12th, though, here in San Francisco? That's the 9th. The 9th. Oh, the 9th. Saturday, March 9th. So I believe that's two weeks from tomorrow. Okay. And the other one I brought in, it has barely touched the popular press a little bit, but we've got a s supervisor election coming up in District 5. That was Mayor London Breed's old district, and she's got a, basically a caretaker named Valley Brown in there, who I don't know much about, doesn't have a lot of um, yeah, name she, recognition. She was, um, she's, she's been working in District 5 for a long time. She um, worked in District 5 um, as a legislative aide when uh, Ross Mercurimi was the supervisor as well. So she's been in City Hall for a long time. Oh, I must know her. Oh, that's right. She said she's worked for progressive and moderate. But she's a she's a longtime person. And um, Dean Preston. Longtime person too. Dean Preston is not known big time through the media because he's never held office or anything like that but he's been an he's been an activist lawyer working for low income causes and a staunch um, housing activist um, the founder of the state organization tenants tomorrow and working all over here in the city and I live in that district and he ran a totally grassroots David and Goliath campaign against London Breed um, that London Breed snuck through 53 to 47 and he's it was all about organizing he's continuing to organize referring to himself as the first democratic socialist looking to be on the board since Harry Britt and if he gets there he'll he'll clearly have the progressive agenda that he wants to he doesn't have any reason to want to assimilate to anything else. So there's a campaign kickoff event for him today, Friday, February 20th, 6 to 8 p.m. at a bar restaurant I never heard of named Phono Bar, 370 Grove Street, San Francisco. This is right around the corner of Grove Street and Franklin around Hayes Valley, Phonobar, P-H-O-N-O-B-A-R, and um, 6 to 8 tonight. So if you're interested in knowing more or being a part of that or donating a little bit, then feel free to show up there. And invite him down here. He knows me quite well. You remember Bell? Yeah, he came down before. What he time do you want me to ask him to come? After three, well, three o'clock. Yeah, three but, but our okay, next great. show won't be until March 8th. So, so just March 8th be a good, at 3. Yeah, March 8th or, or March 22nd, we'll be doing our shows again. Um, yeah, no, he was he was down here before. You know, one of the um, kind of things that, that came out during those District 5 elections before were, you know, Dean Preston is a, is a housing rights activist. 
Um, he also is a, a homeowner here in San Francisco in Alamo Square. Um, and, you know, also Mayor London Breed is a, is a renter in, in District 5. So um, it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition that was going on, um, you know, within his own politics. They are both, I, I, I'm not for her politics, but they're both strong campaigners and a volatile debate they had down in the Fillmore, I think was one of the best toughest debates I'd heard in years. He's he's very well spoken. Was that recently? Legal. That was during the last the last campaign. Time so it'll be happening again probably. So he's very lawyer like rhetoric and mastery of facts. Well, so we're he's a very good candidate. Uh, if you will be a representative and invite him down and uh, definitely connect. I don't know if you have my number, but we'll connect. Uh, if you if you print it down and he wants it, I can give it to him. I, I can't do it at the moment because I can't remember. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's a new number. I'll just, I'll just tell him to show up if he wants to. Perfect. Come. I can write down Diamond Dave's phone number he, for she you. He can do that. Yeah, he can hand, hand do, me that yeah, paper. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, no, we'd love to have him come back. Absolutely. He was um, he was a really great guest, and he was, you know, definitely speaking to, you know, some really important uh you know, issues around housing uh, here in San Francisco that, um, you know, we all definitely are uh, aware of and, and, and concerned about. I'm writing down that you're... Go ahead, Dave. I'm writing well, your phone number I see Max here. Max. Yeah, hello there. Tell I, us what you've been about. We have a few minutes now. Tell us what, uh, what you're about and what's, uh, I'd say, the past shakes hands with the future to the now. Yeah, I, be the I now. don't want Take to use away. your time and not my time, so I will be brief. Uh, Valentine's night, I was over at Bart Station in West Oakland. Yeah, what happened I, there? I, I slept there even, crawling the rats over my legs, my purples. Oh, my goodness. I served them books, interesting literature and a bag, big bag of bread and I promised them to have little houses on wheels to go over to three hours from here in the desert we have there 550 acres Michael Snook is the founder of Burning Man and he is tired of the situation he had here NIMBY in West Oakland he is evicted or you cannot pay the rent anymore, and he is tired of having, for 15 years, accumulated uh, Burning Man stuff, and he wants to do something different. So he is collaborating with me. So he bought already the piece of land, only 580 acres. Wow. And there we build up our tents for the homeless people, for artists, etc. so different groups. In, in, in northwest, southeast, we build up and we clean up the city. So this is one part. Uh, kind of cold. Michael Snook is a big dude, and he is burned out with the art and the abuse from Burning Man. And he is doing something now. He had a dream, and the dream was the CCGR for Circle City green revolution has started now so we uh, have this mo uh, this week was a boat stranded here on baker beach and i was claiming i'm building up my library i am looking for books because mm -hmm. i'm building up a little house with 
with the library that I can give them books to the homeless people. At the same time, I have a pizza oven and six hot, hot plates. Yeah? yeah. And on my trailer, I have 20 outlets of that I can charge the electricity, the, the, all the computer world. They're all stocked on the, on the campaments. They don't have electricity, so they need to plug it in. So I deliver them electricity, hot meal, yeah, yeah, uh, pizza, and a little homes to go over to three hours from here. It's yeah, three close, hours it, from it's here. close to Nevada. Uh, it's close to Burning Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. just uh, so it's east. So I was Circle looking City for books. Very Revolution. strangely, I was looking for books, and I, I live in a presidio, and mm -hmm. I walk down and do my walk, my steps down. Yeah, and. I see there a boat there. What is this? A stranded boat. Yeah, 20, washed uh, up onto shore. 27 feet long. Wow, look at this. So I met a sailor there, uh, moving out books. This boat was loaded with 500 books. Oh my goodness. So my books are mine. I just needed them. And so terrible. this boat was stranded for me. Wow. And it's still hanging out there in Baker Beach. Wow. So the dude, the dude, the, 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 I sold it. He sold it. He wants to give it to me. You know, I, I buy it. Oh. So I buy it for, not for one dollar, but for one cent. For one penny. <laughs> uh, so the book, the, the boat was signed over to you? The boat, yeah, I have a pink slip and everything, so this for me, but he had to pay, he had to pay the ticket, so he had a ticket for stranding here in Baker Beach, right. making there, yeah, it's uh, very this expensive. never happened, mm -hmm. and, and, and all mm -hmm. the pictures, the boat in the background, we have Golden Gate Bridge, it's a beautiful, uh, even, even they, they, uh, <laughs> that they painted something, a bad vibes bop. Here, right. This is the boat's been vandalized. Come on. Already. Well, that's okay. It'll need a bottom job anyway. So this boat will serve. I will transform it in cleaning up the plastic in the ocean. Yeah. And I need more boats. We All do. On one penny. But we have at the back of the road sailing and enjoying life, but at the same time they're cleaning up all the plastic, which I need because I need recycled plastic for my garden towers. I need the molds, a kit of molds, and there we pour in our sediment creek, our, our product. Mm -hmm. Half an hour later, you take the mold off yeah. and you have your ta and you build up your garden towers. That's it. That's it. You so I clean up. I clean up this, your shit here with the plastic. Sorry, my expression. That's okay. Yeah, and I and I give you healthy garden towers for healthy food. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, my five it's minutes so, are over. So holistic, your 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 vision. So this is not only vision. willing to do, uh, 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 um, Dave. I'm doing it. Well, you need a crew. You need some people to be with you. As long oh, as you're many alone. People, many people say yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and at the end of that, they do nothing, okay? Uh, One after another. Well, that's why I say you need a crew. People who will follow through with you. But you you're doing it. You're helping well, me. Well, all I have to do is sit here. 
My skepticism <laughs> is my skepticism, but I'm glad to see you have a vision. Okay. Because the Bible says without, the, uh, without a vision, the people perish. Okay. And so you're staying alive with your multiple visions, not with your and, boat. And blessing now, Michael your, your for, boat. for your vision for 500 acres is incredible. Oh, well, in the desert. It's kind of cold out there, though. No, we have no. Our, ah, our tents yeah. are 20 degrees warmer okay. in the winter. Cold out there. And 30 degrees cooler in the summer. But so are you we, living we out there? We have small paradises. So you have to talk to homeless people, and uh, get, and they have to find a way to get to the desert. We bring them. Uh, we, we we bring them over with the little cars. We have we have we have trucks to bring them over. But you always say we, but I don't know about the we. It sounds like it's just me, you. No, no, no. We are doing. Yeah, well, hey, we have to start someplace. That's, yeah, we are starting. Right. We are starting someplace right here. Yes. So could you tell people who would be interested to say, I want to see if he follows through. I'd like to help him as he follows through. How can people find you? Is there how a way for people me? to find you otherwise? Well, I'm opening, I'm opening an, um, a non-profit uh, organization. 501c3. Uh, uh, Circle City Green Revolution. So my goal is to do the fourth <laughs> rush. We had the gold rush, then we had the oil rush, then we had the tech rush, and I use now the tech rush to do the CC Green Revolution rush. Because we have to have healthy food here. I'm tired to see here the, the, the abuse in the USA, especially for unhealthy food. Mm -hmm. So all my all my all those people that I send over to the desert, they will only eat organic food. How so? How so? Because you, we grow it ourselves there. The, the garden well, towers, the organic garden towers. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you're going to have this vehicle. And they have medicinal plants, even. And you have this vehicle with hot plates. Is that right? Yeah. It could but be. It's not temporary here in Oakland. Okay. But, but the big thing is, is, is far away. Is, in September, in September, uh, in Michael September. Snook, in September, he had to be out of his, of his house in Oakland. So he, he is gone. So he's going to move so out there. before September, we are building up this there in, in his new place. And so if, say, if somebody Googles Circle City Green, what is it? Circle City? What is Green, it? Revo Green Revolution. Green Revolution. Yeah, Will they find City anything? Will they find anything if they Google that? Google Never find it. Not today, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. It's all about tomorrow. Not all, but hey, Max. Yeah. It's, it's not a joke anymore. Oh, oh well, I'm not laughing. I I'm looking to forward go, to... I have to go... To, to speak with some lawyers that I can trust and build it up. I don't want to spend my money that end up on the government, etc. It is shameful. We have to help those people from the dif with different routes, yeah? From bottom up. I don't need, uh, we sell our product. We make art products, garden towers, etc. And the big dudes, the new rich, all the tech people with the big money, well, they will be our clients. Because if this product with our seal for CCGR, CC Green Revolution, is a seal for the, our, our, our products, our art, just name it, right. that goes all to the same, to, to, to keep the people out of the streets, to help the artists, artisans, etc., poets that are starving to death, well, there they have. 
A Cent beautiful paradise to live in. Okay, that's uh, that's uh, Central City Green Revolution. Is that right? Circle C -C City. Yeah. Circle, Circle City Circle Green City. Revolution. The Circle well, City. Each Circle City is one acre and a half big. It's oh. like a giant circus tent, and I have the guarantee for ten years resistant. Ten years resistant weather, and, weather resistant. and windproof, 160 miles an hour. So well, what we are waiting for? Well, well, I wish you well, Max. Thank you. And uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah. And the I'm next time, I want to have Michael updates. Snook, I'd like to talk to him. Okay, perfect. And also Michael Collins. Good Those two dudes, you have to invite them. Michael okay, well, you invite them. You, you, you're in touch with them. So bring them by. Nice. Okay? Well, we have upcoming shows. Um, again, we'll be here next uh, March 8th and then on March 22nd. So that's our second and fourth Fridays of the month. So any any month and any of those second or fourth Fridays of the month, it's always good to have you come in and give us your updates and invite your you know people that you'd like to, to come in and join and talk about it as well. Um, I love the, the inspiration and the holistic vision of it all. So thank you so much, Max, for being here. As always, every time, it's good to have you here. I appreciate you. Um, so we are moving into close to the 5 o'clock hour. And we actually have a an international, another international guests, guest um, who has found her way to Mutiny Radio. And she's sitting patiently on the stage holding an ancient uh, Japanese-style uh, stringed instrument. But she herself, I believe, is from the UK. Um, Aunt, hello. Hey. Welcome. Before she, before oh. she comes on. Oh, well, hold that thought. Yes, Dave. And that reminds me, E.K., Keith was the one who told her about the show, and that reminds me that we have coming up sooner and sooner Poems Under the Dome. That's right. And the three of us really have done, this is going to be what, what annual Poems Under the Dome? 14th. 14 years we've been doing this. Uh, when I first had that original vision, uh, I said, well, we could do it. The idea of an open mic in City Hall. Under the dome, the dome of City Hall. So, well, maybe we could do it once, but I, I think it could be done. Little did I imagine that that that, that we'd be having our 14th annual. That's right. Under the dome. Yes, and thank uh, you so much to E.K. for for really making it happen. And she's the one who, who suggested Ant, who seems like a Celtic uh, person. Is that E.K.? E.K.'s here. And okay, E.K. Thanks for bringing Ant. She looks amazing. We're going to hear Aunt, give us three songs. Yeah. Hi, Aunt. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> right. So uh, I know you have some music, but also you can tell us a little bit about yourself if you'd like to. Myself? Um, or well, I don't have musical training, so that's helpful. Um, I'm half Scots, half Italian, um, and this is an instrument called shamisen, and... Um, it's Japanese, and I do use it to play Japanese folk music too, um, but um, I also, however ill-advisedly, make songs of my own, and these are the ones that I'm going to inflict on you now, <laughs> unless something intervenes to make me stop <laughs> meteors, etc. You've come to the right place. We have a very open, flexible type of format, and we're happy to have you. So if you've got a couple original songs or if you want to do any uh, Japanese folk songs, you know, we've got some time. So okay. however, however long your, your fingers hold out on the, on the Shambusan. Okay, or your ears. Um, okay, all right. 
So, sh shall I play something, or at least try to do something? Right, okay. So, uh, so this is um, hello. This is a confusing little song entitled uh, "The Stricken Maiden's Cheer." Ah. Yes, but the, the subtlety comes through in the lyrics, uh, the humor of the lyrics. <laughs> yes, it, it's about being miserable but having to be very cheerful on the outside and make small talk, yeah, <laughs> despite one's roiling sentiments. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know how, how much pain uh, you desire today, shall I perpetrate more? Okay. <laughs> Please continue to, in continue to inflict. Okay. Oh, that was the much. stricken maiden's thank cheer. You, so, you. looking um, forward to the next uh, in installment here. Okay. Um, well, um, let me see. The, well, there's one that I made which has the confusing title "Donkey Field Mouse." So, 
It's people who've been in Vienna might know. It, basically, in Viennese, you know, the the way they pronounce um, "thanks very much" sounds like "donkey field mouse" in English, and it's it refers it refers to Vienna obscurely. But anyway, yes. And it's in a strange time signature. So. Uh. I wrote 
ant. Wow. <laughs> the ant. Those are some great lyrics in there too. I the the the, the humor is just it's just like woven right in, you yeah. know. It's it's really fun. And it's folkish humor. Yes. It's Celtic humor. It comes from the roots there and the, you say the UK, but I think you're from the Celtic part, are you? And yes. Where well, are your well, roots? I mean, there are Celtic people in Britain. I'm, I'm Scots, half Scots, half Italian, from um, from Florence and then from bits of Scotland. That rhythm, though, is well. That was um, sevens alternating with elevens, and I used to be in a bunch of Balkan bands, and uh, um, I guess we did a lot of rhythms like that. And I sometimes incorporate those into my well, what may be magnanimously termed music. Well, you'd be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. No doubt. <laughs> so glad that you found your way here. Thank you, E.K. Thank you. <laughs> um, Ant, but as, before you go on, we'd love to have you play another song if, if you so desire. Um, but is there any way that we can let people know about your music or connect with your music or, or you? Or would you rather remain a floating anonymous uh, you know, co contributor to the universe? Well, um, I have a badly designed website. Um, we love I badly designed updated. websites. Okay, good. I, I should actually add things. I, I've been meaning to record my songs. I uh, just haven't got around to it. But I, one day, I, well, at least I, I plan to. So the website is formicable.com. So it's like for, formidable, but with a C. Mm -hmm. Like formica, you know, like formica tablecloths or something. Because I'm, my name, well... My, my name is Antonia, sadly, but um, I don't. I'm not enamored of the Onia. People tend to call me Ant, like the insect, and so ah, Antonia. I've kind of been beset by the idea of ants all my life. And uh, so Formica means ant in various things, such as Latin and Italian. Italian is one of my native languages. I mean, alongside English, as I hope you can tell. Um, <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. And uh, Formicable, yeah. And, and Formicable. And so instead of formidable, it's formicable.com. So I mean, yeah, that's got. Basically, a bunch of stuff, include you know the clothes I make and the jewelry I make and I don't know other stuff I do and Renaissance woman. Some recording from my old Balkan bands. I've been meaning to record these little weird things. I just never have time to uh, practice because I recently spawned. So wow, that takes time. That takes time. Yeah, the the spawn does like the well, the, the, well what can be called music. <laughs> hey, you know, music is universal. It's bef before, it's pre-language, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she is pre-language. She, she responds with what I interpret as, as joy or some kind of jubilation or lack of anguish when I... Congratulations. What an amazing <laughs> person you are. That's a, that's a fantastic uh, acknowledgement there. Indeed, it's a, yes, a resounding uh, review for, for my, my creation. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And it's so good to have you here in, in the Mutiny Radio uh, Common Thread Collective family here. So if you'd like to play another an, another song of, of your choosing, that'd be great. And then maybe EK can come in here and we'll, we'll start to wrap up today's show. Oh, I see Jones here, too. Oh, my goodness. So much is happening. All right. It's been a population explosion. That's a different that's kind that's of show. that I unleashed. You know, population of... Uh, my, my gametes. Anyway, um, the old meats, you know. Uh, okay. Um, well. Um, okay. Uh, there's one that I just wrote yesterday, so I haven't practiced, but should I try to 
do it anyway and see what happens. So please be magnanimous. Okay, right. <clears throat> That's his first, that's his first uh, performance out there. 
And that'd be an amazing song. Big Bell. Absolutely. And it's such a pleasure to have you here on the Common Thread Collective at Mutiny Radio. Uh, the podcast will go up. Um, we're ha- our, our website's getting a little work done right now. But um, soon enough, uh, probably in the next couple days or so, you'll be able to access the show uh, and uh, on mutinyradio.fm. But, yeah, but you are going out live. Are you living here in town, Aunt? Me? Yes, yes. I, I live in Cold Valley. In Coal Valley. Well, I want you to come. uh, You're welcome to be a regular guest on the show. I like your style. I like your attitude. I like your humor. And I like your music, too. Thank you very much. Also, thanks to the person who brought me water. Walter. How kind. Thank you, water bringer. (laughs) Well, we do have this this show every Friday. Sorry. Every second and fourth Friday um, from three till about quarter to six. So hope that you'll... Stay connected and return. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And maybe we could bring EK in here too. Um, We have about, we're going to do about 20 more minutes of the show and then we're going to clear out of here for the next show. There's a lot going on here on the Common Thread Collective as usual. Or as I, you know, as one might say, per usual. And I had a friend recently text me pure usual. Um, this is, but I, I think this is really purely unusual uh, what we do here on the Common Thread Collective. Oh, she's amazing. How is that? I, wow. So great. Yeah. Thanks, for so, thanks, for, thanks for suggesting she come. That I, was Aunt. She'd be so amazing. Yes. She has yeah. a beautiful voice. And amazing th- and says amazing things and reveals herself. She's unusual in every way, isn't she, EK? Yeah, she's really fantastic. How did you meet her? Um, you know what? So Jennifer Barone had a reading with uh, two people who are writers but not poets, y'all. It was a different format. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very fun. Um and so yeah the reading was really good jennifer was great and aunt was there it was over at folio books over uh on 24th street up in noe valley yeah up in noe valley yeah yeah it was very cool yeah i had a really good time there and um aunt said she went partly because there were there was an offer of free chocolate Yes. And oh, I think there might have been some free red wine. It was Valentine's week, it right? It was Valentine's week and it was it was all about love. And so there was chocolate and there was red wine. Yeah, it was nice. I enjoyed it. Nice. I tried to go and I couldn't make it. Something else came up. Cool environment too. It's, yeah, it's Very really unusual. cool. We're so lucky to have um, the bookstores that we have. We really are. I mean, even as others have kind of closed and shifted along the way, we still have a a good hearty handful of really excellent bookstores here in San Francisco, yeah, independent it's very bookstores. Fortunate because they are all really great about creating spaces for creative people to share their literary works of across genres and styles, and you know, to to have musical 
musical guests and events, and it's it's really wonderful for all of us who participate in these things. And of course, our vision here is to become a voice of all that. But if you're in San Francisco, streaming live and bringing all of this talent out to the world, and because of that, that's where we're able to get all the all the downloads we have. You know? It's true, Dave. That's true. I just oh, did I write it down? Oh, hey. I just got our listener to for, for anybody who just tuned in like me. What the heck is up with the website? I got really worried. Did you get that? Yeah. That, so that anxious text that I sent. No, you? I'm glad that you did. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, don't worry. I was fr- like, oh no. Fret not. Um, yeah, it was just a little um, time lapse kind of issue of uh, our mm-hmm. our domain, but it has been uh, renewed, and so it, it, if you're listening to us now, it means that. It's working again, <laughs> but we are recording our shows and that's how our podcasts show up on our website. So we're uh, looking forward to that being revived probably sometime within the next 24 hours. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I was concerned as well, but we're, it's, we paid our bills. Turn the lights back on. No, I've <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically speaking, metaphorically speaking, but we're fine. Uh, Mutiny Radio is doing well. Actually, we're, we've got a really big event coming up um, the first week of March. March 1st through 5th is the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Awesome. So there's going to be 50 comics, 45 shows over the course of five days. So that's um, including a lot of, uh, you know, like stand up showcases uh, on various themes, which are always fun. There's one that's all about cats, you know. I I mean, it's just like it—it—it's it, really very and um, there's people from all over the country who are coming, but there's also local comics as well, um, people who submitted to be part of the uh, to the part of the festival, and also um, in support of the um, comedy festival. Many of us are actually hosting uh, some of the visiting comics. So next, uh, I'm, I'm doing a special women's magazine next Friday, March 1st, which is the first day of the festival with um, a, a comedian coming down from Washington State named Bernice Yi. And she's originally from China. She like kind of ran away from China at age 21 and came to the U.S. and has been here for a I don't know how many years now, but she works with a group called the syndrome and it's going to be perfect for women's magazine because the syndrome is this group of, they're basically like consultants. So they'll, they'll be, uh, they'll go into companies and put on skits to kind of illustrate, um, like situations of sexual harassment and gender inequality and things like that to kind of soften the blow and like make people realize maybe some of the subtleties or maybe one one might refer to them as microaggressions um, that that are present in the workplace especially in like the technology and things like that Um, so she works with that group called the syndrome um, but she's going to be one of the featured poets or poets I'm so used to saying poets one of the featured comedians here during the um during the uh, comedy festival. So if you're, you know, definitely try to get tickets to um, the live shows that are going to be happening here from March 1st through the 5th. And, um, and you can tune into some of the podcasts like women's magazine on March 1st, um, as we talked to Bernice E and her um, syndrome uh, affiliates. So you can just show up or you can listen in? You can listen to the podcasts. Um, the, you'll be able to listen live, 
But it would be great because if you came and actually bought a ticket yeah, to some that. of the live shows, each show is posted on Facebook. Um, there's an Eventbrite for each show. So you can just check out the Mutiny Radio Facebook page and scroll around and find one that you... Uh, there's actually a page up for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. So you can scroll around on that, find some shows that you want to go to, uh, click on it, and actually buy a ticket. And that would really support our station so that we can continue to do what we do here throughout the week 24 7 with you know over 35 original shows uh streaming around the planet on the internet every week so we'd appreciate your support and you'll be having a good time so it'll be a win-win situation that sounds great so after that long-winded response to I don't know what question, uh, it's 5.20, so we've got about 20 minutes before we wrap up, and I don't want to take any more airtime. Because we have the two of you. We do. We've got right. Joan Rivard here, too, and we've got EK, of course. We're talking about EK, too. So, EK, I see your notebook is open, so why don't we have you um, do, your, do something out of there first, and then we can kind of rotate around. All right. I got a little something new. You know, Aunt did something new. That was ambitious and fun and oh my like goodness. didn't sound brand new to me at all. Like, you know, but yeah, so I'm like, it's kind of a fun San Francisco thing since we've been like talking about San Francisco stuff. Breathless. This hill gets steeper every time I walk up it, and I swear the gravity changes heavier. Like, we're on Neptune which has a new moon. New to us, that is, because our telescopes have finally gotten fine enough to see what's been there all along. It's funny, too, our collective faith in science. It's like a religion with an unchanging God, even though science is really the opposite of unchanging. Because science is more like the moon, or that new Neptune moon, whose name I don't know yet, whose picture is an icy blue, whose gravity is unknown, but our desire for plan B for space travel is unsatisfied and driven by the fear that we fucked up the planet because really, we've been living in the Garden of Eden all along. and. Even though we try sometimes to recycle our plastic, it still goes in a landfill. And even though we say we care, we drive our cars. Except sometimes I walk and huff other people's exhaust. And I puff to forget and for solace. And I huff and I puff because this hill, Bernal Hill, gets steeper every time I walk up it. <laughs> that was a great poem, EK. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fun. Just, you know, sometimes I bring such heavy poems. Yeah. yeah well. So this one was kind of heavy too, but. Yeah, but you, you, you lightened it up, right? Even though you're talking about how it's hard to walk uphill, you know, you, you kind of had a spring in your step. It sounded like. Oh, you got to. You were charging up the hill. You were charging up that hill in that poem. (laughs) I could see it. Yeah. So. (laughs) You know, I, 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 I tell people, um, because you're talking about like the exhaust, right? And how you breathe that. I tell people, I'm like, I've been to India and Mm -hmm. that's really where I learned that you really need to like 
protect your respiratory system, especially if you're in a big city there. And I can't tell you how often I find myself pulling my scarf up in front of my face on a daily basis living in San Francisco, which, you know, historically is referred to as a rather small city, even though it has a big city feel. But it's just so much, you know, even in the train station and walking down the street and it's like, ah, get me out of this mess, you know? So I I, I am always like covering, (laughs) like pulling my scarf up and I don't see a lot of other people doing that. And I don't know what, why that is, but like, like I, I, you know, I really got into the habit, like running around, like in big cities in India, where it's like yeah, I can see prevalent. Why that would make a real impression. You know, it's kind of like I went to school, college in Santa Barbara, and since then I've never been anywhere without a pair of sunglasses. You know, mm. it's something I've, uh, you know, adopted. <laughs> well, what do you think? You want another one? Sure. Okay. So I'm just going to stick with the new stuff. Like, I think that new stuff is good stuff. But sometimes old stuff is good stuff, too. We do it to remember. Get an old camera. See the world like it's 1971. It's fun. Sexual revolution in full swing. Gas is cheap. Movies cheaper. Led Zeppelin on the radio, Nixon in the White House sending guys to Vietnam. Bone spurs will keep you out of one, but not the other. Which one? Everybody's on the pill, but a few Gen X babies get through. Tupac and Snoop. My little sister, too. My finger's on the shutter button. A bit of pressure makes the aperture contract, like it's swallowing light from the past. We can look back while we think ahead. A good camera is still a light-proof box. But everybody, the me generation, the millennials, Take pictures with their phones. A built-in camera. A fixed aperture. A sensor. Autofocus. A president's face contorted with rage. Which one? A war, hot or cold. Which one? We We take so many pictures. We always forget. Take another picture. Memories of meaningless moments made of reflected light. We always forget. That's a powerful one, EK. Thanks, Val. Thank you. It's nice to hear your poetry always, and it's always fun because you you usually bring in things that are new. Um, But you, you do have a book that came out uh, not too long ago um, by a nomadic press mm-hmm. called Ordinary Villains. That's right. So um, can where, can folks get a copy, get their hands on a copy of that? Well, um, one way to do it is to go to the Nomadic Press website, which I believe is nomadicpress.org, and go into the store and click on the Ordinary Villains icon. 
And if you want to, there's like a bunch of good books there. So if you decide you want to buy a different book, you could you could buy that too. Um, that's one way. Also, my book is on sale at City Lights Bookstore, where I just had a reading um, a couple of weeks ago. Dave was there. Val was there. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. I Trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down under?
there's a cock and up the guns Tell us, General, is it party time? If it is, can we all come? Don't think that we don't know Don't think that we're not trying Janice, when you call there for the best in men's clothing.
S1. There it is. That's perfect. This is the microphone people are going to be using. This is S1. Hey, Mutiny Radio listeners. This is the end. This is, um, how, how high is it up? I mean, you can, yeah, you can look at the, look at it on the faders. You know how to run the board. Come on now. Uh, but it's, oh, he's never done talking before. No, this is perfect. This is great. This is, this is absolutely ideal. It's not even in the red. Great. Perfect. So what'll happen is comedians will be like, talk, 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 talk. And then I have the, I have the lighter and I'll light them. And when I light that at a minute, then I'll light you too and be like, Hey, Scott, it's a minute. Right. And then they'll finish and you'll bring that up in between. And then Ralph will be like, that was Robert Pang in Vancouver. Wasn't he hilarious? And the people are like, no, no, no. You just run the board. So it's basically like that sub mixer up and down and uh, the people talking on one, which you can leave up the whole time. And uh, the, the way the show will start is I'm going to... No, you'll be fine. Well, unless, unless you hear the feedback, if it gets too hot, then you just drop the levels and then bring them back up and the, the ringing will stop. But with these guys not being up, they're sort of just like this kind of pretty background. Everything should be fine. And this, this is S1. Yeah, this is S2. S3. Like, let's try it. S2, S2, S2. Is this S2? S2 sucks, though. Maybe this is S3. I don't know which one this is. Here, try this. Maybe this is S2. This could be S2. Is this S2, S2? S2. Hi. Hi. Oh, good to meet you. are running the door. That's so great. Um, none of those matter, though, because, again, none of those matter because we're, we're on S1. We're not really going to use these at all. No one's going to use them. We're just using this mic, so it's fine. So bring the submixer back up for that minute work shit. Because work, 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 minute work. There we go. Yay! Not in this finest hour. It's only your favorite tune. We'll send the cotton flowers. Sing it some mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake.
stuff. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryan. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. 